Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. We are so pleased you can join us in today's show. I am Michelle. And I am Mark, your host of this podcast, a show that was designed for you, the Awakening Empty Nester. In this series, we will be bringing you a whole range of inspiring insights, heart-filled stories, and conversations with truly amazing people. People just like you. People who have navigated through their own challenges, lessons, and opportunities. People who have transitioned to living a life of deeper experience, heart-filled contribution, and consistent awakening and growth. Find out how they are all living with what we call a strong ECG life pulse. Let's discover more as we dive into this episode. Whether you're an empty nester or not, we trust you will enjoy today's show. Let's get started. And welcome, welcome to episode number 35. We have today with us a beautiful lady all the way over in Bali in Indonesia. We have Jessica Siders joining us today. After becoming an empty nester in 2018, Jessica struggled hard with empty nester syndrome. She was sad, lost and confused as to what she wanted to do with her life. In January 2019, she made the decision to sell all of her belongings and quit her job to travel the world where she went on a journey of self-discovery. She made Bali her home and ultimately found her purpose for helping empty nester mums. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. (laughs) So good to have you on today, Jessica. It's fantastic to meet you. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. So I grew up in Massachusetts and I moved to California with my daughter in 2013. Mm -hmm. And um, then she graduated in 2018 and went off to college. I was always a single parent and um, I, I raised her myself. And then when she went off to college, I was completely lost without her. I was so sad and lost and confused and just, I felt like I lost my identity as a mom. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I, I had no friends. Like it was just really difficult time in my life. Um, before she had left for college, she was like, I'm really worried about you. You have no friends. And she was so right because I always focused on raising her and working. And so when she left, I just, I I didn't have anything. I had no friends. I had no purpose. I had no life. Like I I needed to like re um, discover who I was as a, as a woman outside of being a mom. And and that was um, the journey that I began in January. Right. So your daughter was only 18 when she left home. She went off to college. So she's now only 20, 21? She's 20 now. She's actually 17 when she left. 17. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay. And Mm -hmm. I guess being a single mom, it was hard because you had a house that was empty. It was only you in it. Yes. Yeah. It's just the quiet and you don't, you don't have any idea what to do. Like everything that once filled your home is gone and Mm -hmm. you need to just figure out how to um, just make yourself whole again. Yeah, That's yeah. how I felt. Did you have any idea before she left that you possibly would feel a bit lost without her? Yeah, I did have, I did have that feeling. I didn't know 
how lost they didn't know like I think that the grieving process is different for everyone Mm -hmm. and um I didn't know you know how I was going to handle it I knew the reality I knew she was leaving and I knew I didn't have friends I knew that I needed to make changes in my life in Mm -hmm. order to um to feel more complete but Mm -hmm. I didn't really you know nobody can really plan for the emptiness you don't know how you're gonna feel sure Mm -hmm. Every day was just like a new um, experience for yeah, sure. Yeah. For our empty nesters or parents who are going to become empty nesters, listeners out there who are anticipating their last child or even their first child or second child leaving home and they're listening to your story, even though it may be very different for them, maybe describe what the feelings were like. What sort of emotions did you go through? Um, at first, it was kind of like, denial like I, I felt like she was just on vacation she'd be back anytime mm-hmm. and then you know when the reality set in that she was gone and I think when I first started doing grocery shopping and you don't have to get those foods that she likes yeah. and you know like when you don't have to worry about her coming home at night just things like you normally would worry about mm-hmm. it just suddenly isn't there and um I think yeah, it was it was a difficult time. And um, I just started watching a lot of Netflix, like like binge watching Netflix. I was trying to fill my time mm-hmm. with other things, um, maybe drinking a little more than I normally would right. and yeah. um, just trying to fill that void and and feel less lonely and, and sad. Mm. Um, and I think the biggest first step for me was making a Facebook post like an in search of site um, on a local community page and I just said in search of friends basically okay (laughs) I was like so desperate to just find myself some friends and get out of the house and yeah um, I knew it was important so I was very surprised to hear how many people felt the same way like so many people are just sitting at home so lonely and lost and all they want is connection and friends and people to go out with and um it was it was interesting it was an interesting journey for me because I became a part of a Facebook group called the Outcast, and then they made me a moderator of the group okay and then like I just met so many people and and it was just um like the beginning of my my journey it was just like okay like I can make friends I can do this like this is this is not as bad as it seems and um it kind of gave me the confidence to be able to take this next step to be able to go out into the world and actually travel by myself and and find friends in different ways but uh definitely I would suggest social media and Facebook as a way to be able to make friends if somebody is struggling. Good. Thank you for sharing that. It's a difficult thing to go through, isn't it? When we're, we're confronted with pain and loss and, and our need for connection. What we find is that most people allow themselves to get to nearly rock bottom or they hit rock bottom before they can, before they make a change. I did a session today where we spoke about pleasure and pain as those two primary forces to allow us to change. You mentioned that you got to a point where you were starting to drink a little more. Did you get to a point where you felt you were at that rock bottom or did you get that aha moment at some level on the way down 
that you knew you had to make a change? Um, I don't know if there was like one point. I knew while I was doing all these um, these things that I needed to make a change. Like I, you know, just eating unhealthy foods and watching Netflix and drinking a little more than I would and and doing all these things. I know those were like self-sabotaging kind of activities and that it's not a healthy way to live my life. I knew I needed friends and um, that I needed to take steps mm -hmm. uh, to be able to do that. And I think one thing that I thought to myself was, do I want my daughter to be worried about me or do I want her to be proud of me? Nice. So at that point is when I decided that I needed to take steps because she said that she was worried that I didn't have friends. So I took the steps to find friends. I'm like, okay, I don't want her to be worried about me. So right. the first step is find friends. And, and for me, that was kind of like a groundbreaking step into the right direction. Right. So with friends over social media, did you actually go and meet them face to face? Yeah, it was actually a local Facebook group. So right. People would just post like, oh, I'm going out for dinner. Does okay. anybody want to come? And then people would just go. And then, you know, I'm going to the movies. Does anybody want to come? So like anytime anybody wanted to go somewhere, they would just post and then people would join them. And yeah. so it was a really great way to be able to keep busy during the week after work yeah. and um, be able to socialize and meet new people and grow as a person. Mm -hmm. And that was a safe place for you? You felt safe in doing that, going and meeting people you've never met before? You were connecting virtually? Yeah, I felt very safe. Yeah. And they made me a moderator of the group. So it was, yes. you know, I kind of knew everybody, everybody knew me and, and I helped people to feel safe. Mm. Being able to help people to make friends and to be included and to come out and have a good time and feel safe while they were out with me. Mm -hmm. That sounds like you built up your confidence and then you were helping others to do the same as well and overcome that step of loneliness right. yeah, and of despair. So tell us how that journey ended up with you now in Bali. So tell us what happened in between. So in January of 2019, my best friend told me the first 12 days of the year are going to determine the way that the rest of your year is going to go. Okay. And I just thought to myself, well, then I better make this good because I don't want to live the way that I've been living for the past four months. Like, I don't want to live my life for the next year in complete, you know, depression and sadness and loneliness. I didn't want to feel that way. I felt like I lost my purpose and I just, I wanted meaning to my life. Mm -hmm. So within the first 12 days of that year, I made the decision to sell my belongings and quit my job to travel the world. And it just gave my life such purpose and direction and something to work for and to look forward to. And it just changed my life completely. I had never left the United States prior to July of 2019. I didn't wow. even have a passport. I didn't know what I was thinking. I, I just knew that I needed to make a big change in my life if mm -hmm. I wanted to see different results. So like, there's a quote, I don't know if you've heard it. It's like, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. So mm -hmm. I, I just knew that I needed to make a huge change in my life if I wanted to see different results. And my life was kind of seeming like Groundhog Day. You know, it was like every single day is the same and gets get so like boring and you, you're just not excited to get out of bed in the morning. So that's um, that was the next step was to travel. I got on a plane to Spain in 
July of 2019 with no plan at all. I only had four days booked in a hostel mm-hmm. and I just went with the flow and I traveled through in Europe, 14 countries over 90 days. I did fast travel and I met hundreds of people from all over the world. I increased my confidence. I found myself outside of being a mom. I saw the world in a different light and Mm -hmm. I was able to begin to find myself, find my fearless female hidden inside. And rather than like focusing on the sadness and the the loss, I was able to finally, for the first time, like look into the future. Mm. Um, So that's, that was Europe. That's a brave step. Fearless, as she said, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, wow. For somebody that's not ventured out of their own country to sell everything. Quit your job. (laughs) Quit a job. (laughs) Yeah. That's huge. That truly is huge. I mean, you're seemingly passing over that, but (laughs) that really is a Mm -hmm. massive step. Not a lot of people could do that. What would you Mm -hmm. say to somebody who was in your shoes now? If you could go back to the you at the time, prior to making that decision, knowing what you know now, feeling what you feel now, what would you say to that person? Trust the universe. The universe has a plan. (laughs) My whole entire trip, I just always trusted that if something was going wrong, it was because there was a reason and Mm. the universe was bringing me in a different direction. And so I completely surrendered to the universe and just let like I, I didn't have a plan. I just went with the flow. I met people like I got recommendations from them. And then I would just I followed the weather a lot. Like if it was nice somewhere, like I'd be like, mm-hmm. OK, let's go to Poland. Like I just I I don't know. It was like the best feeling to be able to just be free and mm-hmm. and not um, not live my life in fear of what was going to happen or um, be tied to a job that I didn't feel like I was being fulfilled in and, or a life that I was being fulfilled in. It was just um, such a free feeling to do Mm. that. Wow, Jessica. Yeah. That's, that's just something people are going probably as they're listening, going, wow, wow. How did she do it? I really Mm. want to do something like that, but. Or or they're saying I could never do that. Yeah. 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 You know, just to leave everything to sell everything. So, had you had a dream from before and was this a dream that had sort of been uncovered during that time when your friend said to you you've got 12 days to make a decision for this year i actually have a really good friend and him and his girlfriend were they quit their jobs and sold their stuff to travel the world and they were an inspiration for me so being able to see that they were doing it Mm -hmm. um really helped me to say, hey, why can't I do it too? Nice. Yeah. And it's a great way to move forward, isn't it, to to be inspired by somebody, be it a friend, yes. uh, you know, somebody that's, that's doing something, you go, wow, that'd be awesome, rather than being pushed away from pain or being motivated to do something. To be inspired is a mm-hmm. very, very different energy. So fantastic. For sure. It's a great, great lesson. And there. we are sure there are listeners who are going to be inspired by your story as well. Yeah, I hope so. That's that ripple effect of your action will have and probably already has had an impact on other people's lives. So. Sure. I think that a lot of people, they see it, they don't see it as a possibility, yes. but when they actually think of the reality, when they add up their bills and they add up how much they make and then they, they could find a job online, living in Bali, I'm paying 
I'm saving about $25,000 a year just in living expenses by living in Bali. So it's like, if you can find a job online, then traveling and living in this manner, anybody can do it. It's easy. So you were in Europe. How did you get to Bali? Yep. So then I went home to visit my daughter for the days. Um, And then I ventured back out. So then 2020, I decided that 2020 was, it was all about finding my passion, like finding what I want to be, what I want to do um, with my life. And, and so I decided to travel through Southeast Asia, finding my passion and purpose in life. And I started in Thailand and I traveled seven weeks in Thailand and I started at a digital nomad conference. It's like people who work from their computer. So I met hundreds of people that way. And then I just traveled the islands. I traveled all different places in, in Thailand. And I actually met somebody on an Instagram site. We had been following each other for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And she's the moderator of the Girls Love Travel Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And she was in Bali. So then um, she was at a conference and was like, all right, I'll come to Bali. Like, I'll come meet you in Bali. So I decided to just go to Bali and then and we met and we did a few tourist activities together and that was great and then she went home and the borders closed because of COVID and my flight got canceled and I got quarantined in Bali so that's how I ended up staying in Bali and actually my one-year anniversary was on was yesterday Mm. Uh, so I've been in Bali for one year um, and I kind of made life here yeah when I arrived in Bali I had no idea what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go I didn't have a passion or a purpose or anything like Mm -hmm. that so I started by living in and that was like the place where eat pray love was filmed and um so I started there for two months and I kind of got used to Bali and I still didn't know what I wanted with my life but I was like I needed a change. I was like, I need to get out of Uber. I needed something. So I met somebody um, on Couchsurfing app and I was telling them like, I just need a change. I just want to get out of here. And this person was like, well, we have, we have an extra room in our villa. So it's like, all right, I I'll come take a look. But I had no intention whatsoever of, of really moving to that villa. Um, but I met somebody there that introduced me to his friend and his friend was like, I have a course teaching people how to create courses. Okay. And I felt like the universe had a plan. Mm. Like, this is, what are the chances of me meeting this person? Like, I think the universe wants me to create a course. So I moved to the villa and, um, that was in Sukawati, which is about 20 minutes away from Ubud. Mm -hmm. And I created a course and I created a website over two months of living in Sukawati. And I started feeling that it was ready. I was ready to go. I, I was like, okay, what's my next step? And I decided to move to Changu, which is more the digital nomad community. That's where a lot of people work from their computer. There's a lot of workshops and retreats and gatherings and meetups and things like that. So I felt like that was the next step for me to be able to network and figure out how to market my course and my program and things like that. So I moved to Chengu and I spent two months in Chengu doing that. Um, I created a Zoom mom group while I was there. Um, 
we have two calls per week with different subjects and we introduce guest speakers and things like that. And so I was able to start that while I was there. I created a webinar and got featured on some podcasts and some articles. And I kind of grew while I was in Chengdu. And then my friends from Tsukawadi, my friends who helped me to create the course, they moved to Seminyak. And so after two months of being in Chengdu, I moved in with them into Seminyak. And I focused more on my health and wellness. And I got myself a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. And I started exercising, which um, I have an invisible disability. And it's uh, called POTS. So when I'm standing, my heart rate is really high and it's hard to exercise and like it affects my life in a lot of ways. It actually is very common. And that's why I'm mentioning this is because so many people have it. It goes undiagnosed because when you go to the doctors, Mm -hmm. they take your heart rate while you're sitting. And so it goes undiagnosed because they're not taking it when you're standing. And can you tell us what it's called again? POTS, you said? POTS. Yeah. Postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome okay. yeah. and so many people have it so I was very sick for a long time I had breast implant illness and I was sick for about 12 years and I didn't my symptoms were overlooked the doctors they were always like oh it's depression and anxiety and it's in your head and it just they never took my symptoms seriously and so I took my health into my own hands and I became my own advocate and I I found out myself that I have POTS and then took that information to my doctor and printed out a symptoms list, checked off all the things. And then he's like, oh, wow, yeah, this does look like what you have. So I got, I finally got diagnosed and got medication. And, and then I found out the reason was because of the breast implants that I had when I was 24 years old. And I had those out in 2018, right before my daughter left for college. So that realization of the POTS diagnosis, was that back in the States? Yeah, that was in the States. That was uh, 2017. And then I had them out in 2018, right before my daughter left for college. So part of the reason why I made this decision too was like, not only did my daughter leave and I had this free time and I wanted to find myself outside of being a mom, but I also had like a new lease on life. Mm -hmm. Like I, my health was in a better state mm-hmm. than it had ever been in the past 12 years. Right. So it felt like this is my time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't want to take my health for granted. I don't want to live my life the way that I had been living, not only the past four months, but the past 12 years. Yeah, so yeah. it was, it was kind of like, um, everything. And I do still have pots. Unfortunately, I thought it would go away, but, um, I have learned to live with it and I find ways to be able to, um, live with it now that i know what i have i'm able to manage it much better than i was you made a valid point there is that once you got a bit healthier once you upped your levels of energy i'm thinking that's when you were able to feel that there was a possibility of you actually being able to do more with your life whereas prior Mm -hmm. to that you probably weren't feeling in the best state to even make a decision is that correct yeah i was like borderline disability like mm. i i could barely get out of bed in the morning i was wow. very very sad wow. yeah yeah wow what a transformation yeah, in all, all ways like physically mentally you're in a better state i'm sure emotionally you're feeling so much better tell us a bit about how and um, what your relationship with your daughter is like now compared to two years ago 
I feel like over time, it's actually got a lot better. Like we communicate pretty much daily and we're very much um, she's very open with me and shares a lot of stuff and I share things with her and we we become very close over the past two years. And I feel like the the older she gets, the more mature she is. And, and I'm really enjoying our relationship and the way that it's been blossoming over the past two years. Yeah. It's been nice. Well, she's watching her mom travel the world and, and become resourceful. You know, you, you could say, Oh, I'm stuck in Bali. I've been quarantined, but you've made a life there and you've created something and built on your passion and contributing to people through your course and getting your health, Right. Your daughter is watching all of this and probably thinking, wow, look at my mum and the lessons she's learning from you. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she may not tell you, but I'm <laughs> sure she is. <laughs> but but, but yeah, hang yeah. on, S- stuck in Bali? Yeah. What a horrible, horrible place to be stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we were in stuck Bali. Stuck in, in paradise. Oh, When were we in Bali? We were there in yeah, July 2019. Had you, you had not yet got there. Right, you got there last no, year. No, I got here in March. So I've I've only known Bali for one year for COVID. For yeah. Like I feel like I got a golden ticket. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I really feel very happy and blessed to be here every single day. Like it, when I look at the state of the world yeah. and the way that other places are dealing with um, the pandemic, I feel very lucky to be mm-hmm. here. It's very spiritual yes. and happy, and people aren't living their life in fear they're very much um handling this in a very different way than the rest of the world for sure that's great to know because we met a few friends over there and knowing how much bali depends on the tourist dollar we're Mm -hmm. a bit worried about them a bit worried for them but i think that here everybody helps each other and they support each other and it's just a great culture and they're very spiritual so they're making it work. I mean, they're not making the money that they were before and they they are financially struggling. Yeah, but it's um, not a bad place to be right now. That's somewhere we want to be at <laughs> right now. Yeah, I think everybody does. If we'd only just delayed our trip just like, you know, Six a, months a, a so. month or three, yeah. we'd be stuck in, your- in Bali with you. yeah so at the start you mentioned how well just your whole journey in terms of not having a plan you know just selling your things um, leaving your job and just ending up in Spain without a plan for you is that a continuing thing for you to to sort of live your life without too much of a plan yeah um unfortunately that's just who I am (laughs) I think that I do enjoy so my daughter is a planner. She's always been a planner and I kind of learned to take a back seat. So like she's right. always done the planning and I'm like, you, I'll plan, you pay. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll pay, you yeah. plan. And um, I'm very much a free spirit kind um, of mm-hmm. person. I don't like to have a plan. I feel like every time I make a plan, the plan never goes the way that it's supposed right. to. So yeah. I just, I, I just like to go with the flow and um not worry too much but i know that some people can't do that you're dead right because we had just the previous podcast with ellie hurley we discussed something very similar she's never really had the big goal the big vision and she basically just flows with what life what what happens in her life guided by her values but we did talk about how there are people who 
need that structured plan to be able to move forwards. They need that certainty, that foundation before they can move forwards. So there's all different yeah. types of visioning, I guess, in a way. You know, you can vision the day as it is today. What, how do I want to plan it? How do I want to be in this day? And then there's also people who want to know what the vision is like in 20 years' time and then plan ahead. Yeah, I am trying to do better, but I'm not there yet. Like, I'm trying to have more structure in my life and because in Bali it's so hard to like stick to a routine and be I just did a Facebook live about that it's so hard to stick to a routine when you just want to like go with the flow but I am trying to be more um, intentional and to bring more structure to my life that's something that I'm learning at this moment it's always a learning process it's always growth yeah yeah life is that isn't it yes for sure yeah and having that balance, that's true. Having that intention together with going with the flow. Having both. I don't know if you follow Abraham Hicks' teachings. It's set your intention and then you trust, you have faith. Yeah. Be open to it. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely believe that. Well, Very Jessica, nice. it, you are an inspiration, truly an inspiration. And I'm sure so many of our listeners, including us, would love to do what you do. And we still can, mm -hmm. you know, so there are listeners out there, empty nesters out there, a bit lost, a bit anxious, a bit depressed, feeling like there's a big hole in their life since their children left and know that there's something more for them. There's more out there for them. And it may not travel for them. It may be joining a group in their community. It might be meeting somebody right. special. It might be starting a hobby something you've always loved to do and you've mm -hmm. been able to contribute and that's exactly what you're doing you're contributing in your way without even having had your course and your purpose that you're developing at the moment you've already inspired so that's been a purpose for you which other people have I'm sure have picked up on your friends and your community back home and your social media um, presence so Jessica how can people keep following you what are your Facebook and Instagram handles. So my Instagram is Fearless Empty Nester. And my Facebook is Jessica Siders. And you have a website. Yeah, www.fearlessemptynester.com. Cool. We'll put those in the show notes. And um, mm -hmm. if anybody would like to contact Jessica, you'll, I'm sure you'll be able to do it through those three channels. Perfect. Okay. All right. So I just want to ask you, Jessica, we ask all our guests this question is, it's a question around our group, the Awakening Empty Nesters on Facebook, which you are a member of. We serve empty nesters. We help empty nesters to add more life to their lives. And through the process of awakening, awakening to who you want to be, your discovery of yourself, that is how you grow. That is how you experience more. And that's how you contribute more. And we like to ask our guests this question. How would you define an awakening soul? Um, good question. I think awakening is just finding your purpose, finding your passion, moving forward in your life, like not looking backwards and not being sad about, you know, everything that you lost, but rather be excited about everything that you have to gain in the future, making goals and taking steps to, to reach those goals on a daily basis. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your inspiration. And thank you for having a, a chat with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me.
Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Jessica. It's a fantastic and inspirational to talk with you today. And I know that your story will add a lot of value to our listeners' lives. So thank you very, very much. Thank you. This is the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard today, share with a friend. And if you have not already done so, please subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments or feedback for us, you can reach us directly at podcast at thedreamarchitects.com. Looking forward to you joining us on our next show. Thank you for listening. 